0: (laughs) We're having some technical difficulties. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me. This is Ms. B, positively Ms. B, coming to you with brunch with Ms. B. By the time we finish this, it's going to be dinner, but hey, everybody, it's Ms. B. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm frozen, but I'm talking, and it's just been a hot mess for the last 15, 20 minutes, but thank you so much. Technology, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to try to refresh my screen and um, uh, see if that helps at all.
1: Well, all right, I
0: think I'm catching up with my mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, we're just gonna keep it moving. Hey everybody, this is Miss B, Positively Miss B, coming to you live with a new episode of Brunch with Miss B. You just saw Gene Mason, my onboard musician, uh, trying to um, ease the uh, technical difficulties. I'm going to bring him back on before I introduce my, my guest. Hey, Gene hello hello. thank you for holding down the fort oh, my pleasure oh,
2: My pleasure. um
0: i am extremely excited about this um episode the guest that's coming is not just a personal friend of mine he has accomplished a lot and i'm excited to have him on board with uh brunch with miss b in case you have not joined us before gene mason has been a guest on the show and he will be joining me either live or pre-recorded on every episode if you liked the music that he played um he has also uh made music for brunch with miss b as well as my friday show but gene in case they don't know you would you introduce yourself please
2: listen listen uh Maceo, uh, Maceo Productions,
1: production. my wife
2: my uh, are we are artists, we We are, we are uh, speakers, The uh, 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 uh advocates, uh, we're doing a lot doing actually, my wife is wife producer for some artists, artists coming up sharing up in, up uh, sharing in uh, April. April. April, so, so we're yes, genius. Gene Mason, father, so of, father of, 12, of twelve, husband
0: of husband one. Of one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like putting him on the spot, especially when he's tired. Let me tell you, I did that because I want everybody to know who Gene Mason is, and um, Shannon is in the background because Gene um, has been there for me when we had a lot of technical difficulties in the past. So he's. Um, He's my sidekick, my partner, my co-host, he's a whole lot right now. So um, I'm going to get ready to introduce our new guest. And Jean, if you would stay on the camera with me while I do that. Um, Unfortunately, again, everybody's having technical difficulties, including my guest. Uh, Howard, are you there? Uh, Let's see. All right, Howard, so, Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. I apologize for the technical difficulties on our end and I know that was frustrating, but we are live. We are making a absolute <laughs> entrance of interest. So, Howard, um, again, I thank you so much. W. Howard Myers is the councilman for Ward 5 in Petersburg, Virginia. He's currently um, on his fourth four-year term and I invited him to be a part of brunch with Miss B because brunch with Miss B is dedicated to allowing men to talk about things that they don't normally talk about. That's in honor of Chris Allen. He had a show with me for years. They used to come on at 7pm East Coast time uh, talking about issues of men. He created that he transitioned a few months ago. And in honor of him, I was determined to keep that vein open to allow men to talk about things they don't normally talk about. Um, today's episode we're going to talk about it's not just politics but that being said um, W. Hart Myers again thank you so much for joining us you have accomplished a lot not just politics I had uh, a different way to introduce you but um, for time's sake um, I'm just gonna say you are a well-accomplished person and you have other interests other than politics. This is not your first rodeo and your first interview. So if you would, just tell the listeners a little bit about what you would like them to know about you before we move forward.
3: Right, good morning, good, well, I guess good afternoon, Ms. B and all that who are here to join you. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you, can you hear him? Yeah, we we'll hear you.
3: Hey, and I, can, I see you on Facebook. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't be there, I'm sorry. Hey see you on here. Um, but I don't know, I, I'm not the kind of person to tell a lot about me. I don't know really what to say. It's just, I'm just blessed to be where I am here in Petersburg. Uh, um, I moved here 20 years ago and uh, just fell in love with everybody who was here and they were all kind and sweet and just like having family all around you again. And you know, and it got into politics and to really do what's good for the people. And particularly when we talk about community development and all of those kinds of things to create a neighborhood or an area where they're proud to rear their children and grow up in and then to build their financial wealth. That's, That's one of my basic principles is to help folks build their financial wealth so they can move forward in their lives. So, I mean, but not much. I mean, I i sing you know i'm a recording artist i do house music um i do house renovations i grew up in construction as a kid um
1: various things you know uh just delve into pretty much anything (laughs) there is and that's a little bit about
0: me i guess he's gonna get me let me tell you um Howard is not a man who likes interviews, and he says what he has to say, and then he's done with it. So trust me, this is an honor, even though his picture is not there. This is an honor for him to be with us. One of the reasons why I wanted you to say a little bit about it, because um, I left Gene on for a purpose. So Gene, did you hear what he said? He has, um, how many um, albums do you have out, um,
3: Howard? Um, I've got probably about eight songs and two un- unreleased
0: and uh, you said it's house music, correct?
3: Yes, yeah, so it's dance music and most of it is in Europe and Asia.
0: Um, Gene, do you have any questions for him and his um, contributions to the music
2: industry? I've got a lot. I
1: <laughs>
0: I want them to know a little bit about, because he's very shy. Even though he's an international recording artist, I want to use this opportunity opportunity to, to get some exposure to his music as well before we move forward. I don't know anything about music. I don't know what to ask. So you
2: got a few questions for him? Yes, yes. yes, yes. Um, uh, how, did you how did you get, get
3: on, the
1: international the, on the international
3: Um. Well, Eugene, there's a friend of mine, and we've been friends for, oh my God, probably 50 years. I'm 63, but I grew up in Richmond. I moved here 20 years ago, but Carla Brown, who, my God, man, she's the underrated queen of house music, really is.
1: She got me in the studio with her, and uh, we recorded uh, several songs. I started off as a background singer for her, and then she made me come to the mic.
3: And it's just been something ever since. Well, something growing ever since. Um, uh, we we signed up with Veskler Bex, Records, the ESKLER Records out of New York, and they've been producing us with many. And various producers throughout Italy and France, um, and we've had several hits. And not only that, in Ghana, we've got we've got music uh, pretty much everywhere in that genre of, of, of house music um, that we have done. So, so Carla Brown is really the one who set the tone for me to get out there. Although I did study classical music at VSU. I'm not VSU, I'm sorry, but in the community. Virginia Commonwealth University and their community music school many many years ago and that's how I got really got started in music.
2: <laughs> wow, you wow, you you're you're, you're very, you're very accomplished. accomplished and and yeah, um, um, the fact that the fact you that studied you classical, music, classical music I love classical music. classical music it was it my was first, my love, first love, love at sixteen, at 16. Yes. not not but, but classical, classical music music, um, the fact that you, that you, makes me me jealous. jealous. (laughs) No,
3: no, don't be mad, to Um, me it is the groundwork for all music, to be honest, because it it, Mm -hmm. it allows you and teaches you how to breathe,
1: um, and how how to sustain um, your airways. in
3: the process, but it's 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 the most beautiful sound that resonates out of your body ever, much more than just your typical, you know, bubblegum radio music. But a lot, you know, and I think that uh, it is a lost art that we need to start regenerating for our young people.
0: Uh, it is. Future. Gene, I'm going to um, move on, but thank you for getting him to open up a little bit more about his music. <laughs> All right, Gene, we'll be back with a into a, a commercial. Okay. All right. So, um, Howard, now that we the cat is out the bag about you being a musician, um, the topic of today is not just about politics. I want to move into um, your LLC. You are a resident of Petersburg, and you have been involved in the community as well as being on city council. But the LLC. Tell me about the LLC. What is it? What does it involve? And how has it helped the community? Okay. Um,
3: well, I guess it's be it's uh, W Howard Myers enterprises LLC um what I did was I worked for these developers and they had an empty space and they took me in there and said well what should I do with this space and I said I don't know I said give it to me let me do it uh, so they were just joking so months later it was still empty and they called me up and said well what do you want to do I said well because the space was impactful I mean it was a large uh air- opening area um in there, as well as in the perimeter, there were small office spaces there. And I said, well, you know, this really would be great to start off and kick off small businesses and give them the opportunity to grow. And so we thought about that incubated space. So I started to market all of those spaces there at the Cameron Building, uh, which is located at 325 Brown Street in Petersburg in the old Brown and Williamson. Uh, manufacturing area. And uh, the rest is history. That was about seven years ago. Um, I've had many uh, small businesses, women owned, particularly. Uh, I've just had a few men come through, but uh, largely uh, uh, women, minority owned businesses and nonprofit organizations. I still have many of them in there now. But a lot have. Of- Come through and built their business and gone on. to things we've had anything from insurance, eyelashes, eyebrows, nails, uh, housing. uh, We even now have Metropolitan Business League in there now. Larger organizations. We had Commonwealth Capital Charities there. Um, We had a lot of lot of service oriented organizations um there in the building which provided a plethora of services um, to a lot of folks and so um and then we'd have events we'd have weddings uh birthday parties uh uh uh, greek organizations would have their meetings and 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 parties there uh, and fundraisers so so basically it was a center of Petersburg to give everyone a platform to showcase what it is that they do so they can move on and grow on into something larger and better. Um, We still exist today, um, and I'm still feeling hopeful that we will continue to do so.
0: And, again, the topic is it's not just about politics. You are known for being active in the community, and that project um, and as most people know, it is the Old Brown and Williamson building. That project has allowed a lot of people to get exposure where they normally wouldn't because you have allowed them to have events there. Let's talk a little bit about those events. Um, well,
3: there have been a several, well, mainly, you know, weddings and, and birthday parties, but we have had some of fundraising and and what we call pop-ups. So we had several pop-ups that were quite successful there. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs coming from around the state. We even had entrepreneurs from Florida in there that drove up, you know, for one full day Saturday, you know, to share and showcase their wares and retail their wares, you know, there at the building. I mean, and then we'd have uh, fundraisers where we would go out and, Fields parking lot and, and 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 help raise money for individuals who are less fortunate. So there are a lot of a lot of activities that have gone on that I'm very proud of, um, and that a lot of folks have helped me with
1: along the way to
3: make these things happen.
0: <laughs> One of the reasons why I brought that up is because even though they were weddings and parties and celebrations. Mm-hmm. The people who actually service those events were a part of the community like the caterers and uh, the DJs and a lot of people were connected to these small events. So that in itself was a contribution to the economy of the community. Recently, I attended an event that was um, hosted by Mike King, but um, it was about um, business in Petersburg, you were there, a lot of notable people were there. Those type of events have um, been a catalyst for other people to be interested in what Petersburg has to offer business wise. Um, That event, do you think there will be more events like that? And maybe um, at a time that's more convenient for other people to attend?
3: Kind of something that the MBL put together. Um, I provided space, um, but it is very necessary to have certain events of that nature because we need to broaden the minds of our young people and our small business owners, um, particularly in Petersburg. And this was about the impact of the uh, Founders Fund um, and up to $25,000, um, but it really showcased um, the vulnerability that some of our business owners are going through when unfortunately um, like me and like them and everybody else, you can't just go to Wells Fargo and borrow money to support your business. I don't care if you stream and run your money through their accounts. They tend not to loan small, small businesses the types of money that is needed to to keep you sustainable. And it's unfortunate and then a lot of folks don't have business license and this was probably a platform to teach you have to have a business license and you need to carry insurance on yourself and you need to always file your taxes and you know, unfortunately when you apply for these grant funds, if you don't have those processes in place or, 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 um, tangible documents where you can show that you've been in business for X number of times. We've had people that had been in business for 14, 15 years and never had a business license. So they couldn't apply for these funds. And we're talking about up to $25,000 where it's a simplistic application, the most simplistic application I've ever seen. So I have to give the state credit for that, for this Founders Fund. Uh, application because any others that I've seen have, will will destroy you on the first page before you even get beyond to the second half, second phase of filling out an application. But but really it is to convey all the necessary uh, requirements that that are needed. You know to uh, apply for these types of grants and any funding, but. I'm not just picking on Wells Fargo. There are several other banks that really, when we look at the African-American community, we don't have the financial wherewithal um, that our Caucasian uh, uh, folks do. Um, and it's not to say that they are not hurting at all, but not as much as our small business, especially women and minority businesses. They do suffer from the lack of financial support uh, when they're trying to create their endeavors. <clears throat> It's not many
0: resources. It's not just politics when it comes to you. You have no. an interest in the community. I noticed that you like to involve people who have artistic abilities. Um, no. Let's talk a little bit about the art district, um, the arts in the Petersburg community. How are you trying to get them more exposure?
3: Well, um, there is, uh, I set on the, uh, I was the president
1: of the South South Virginia Council of the Arts when we started Friday for the Arts downtown
3: Petersburg. Um, as I said, I grew up in the classical, good classical music, but at that time, you know, parents back in the day said, oh, you're not going to make any music, money making music, you need to go to job, get out here, get that hammer and go out here and <laughs> swing that hammer. You know, while we're out here building these houses and all that kind of stuff, and get our an education, but but the arts, is, uh, for some reason, has a a, a passion um, that I can't get rid of. And so, when I came to Petersburg, that made me the president of the Arts Council. You know, we did Friday for Arts, who we were very successful. I ran the Petersburg Regional Arts Center uh, for seven years down there before it trans, trans transitioned into the Ward Center for the Arts. Uh, downtown, and they renovated that building, but we, the passion for the arts is to give them a platform to show their wares, to show uh, their creativity, um, and to allow them to uh, preface how we create a better downtown and, 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 and bring culture. New culture, old culture, together, and um, you know, artist space is there. Although there have been some issues with artist space, but artist space would have been kind of your elitist uh, uh, venue where you have 225 apartments, and then you have workable space there for artists to create and 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 not to retail, unfortunately, but to create some of their wares so that they can start building. Uh, uh, an arsenal of their work so that they can have them in set up in our exhibits and all of those kind of things. But really working with them um, to keep the arts alive in Pittsburgh, I'm getting ready um is to introduce what I would call a boards and commissions for the arts. And that's now what I'm working on now. I probably will introduce that at the next meeting. But that's the only part of politics I get into. I'm really not a political person.
0: Exactly. That's another I thing I want working. to. Um, Gene would like to have your number if you don't mind. Eight
3: zero four five nine zero seven nine eight 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 zero five nine zero seven nine eight eight. I give it out at the council meeting. Sometimes somebody says, "Oh, we." able to reach you we can't reach you i said well i don't know why my phone number everywhere on the
0: internet. <laughs> i'll so make, sure make sure that I'll, um i'll make sure that's done in the credits um right. <laughs> we've talked a little bit about who you are as um a property investor as a community um supporter um an advocate for the arts we're going to take a short break Jean uh, is going to play a little music for us. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the political side. You're a man in politics, but you're not a politician. So we're going to get into that a little bit. But thank you so much. Just hold on, everybody. Gene is going to play a little bit, and we'll be right back. back i'm frozen but i am back <laughs> jean thank you so much what was that piece called
2: that piece that was piece called higher was called higher
0: higher what was the inspiration behind
2: it probably no actually, no actually, actually uh, uh, it's, inspired it's inspired by, by my wife, my wife. Uh uh who is who a is soloist a soloist and he wanted some, some music and, and it, is a, it is a I love it I love you All right,
0: everybody. There you have it. He'll be back to close us out. We're right at the 30 minute mark, even though we started late. We've covered a lot. If you just joined mm-hmm. me, this is miss B, uh live on my Facebook pages, talking with Councilman for Ward 5 in Petersburg, Virginia, W. Howard Myers. We're having some technical difficulties um, all over. My computer, everybody having something going on today, but you know what, at least we're here. So um, I'm excited to have him on board. We've talked about him being involved in the community as a real estate, um, I'm gonna say interest. He has real estate interest. He's active in um, wanting more for the arts in the community of Petersburg. But the topic of today, is uh it's not just about politics a lot of people have positions of authority and they're po- they're politicians but today we're going to talk about the other side of being um in politics it's not just about politics so gene we'll be right back with you uh stand by and um we're having to do an audio with my guest howard myers are you there yeah i'm here miss All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And again, I truly apologize for the technical difficulties, but I believe your message is still going to be heard. Again, we talked about a lot of things, but um, the issues of men is dedicated to allowing men to talk about issues that aren't necessarily talked about. You are entering into a your la- you said you're going to retire. You are entering into your 4th four year term as a councilman in Ward 5. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So that means this is definitely not your rodeo, and it's not all about politics because you reside in the community, you have connections, you have friends. Um, As a, f- I'm going to say, fourth term, how has being— on the council impacted you as far as your relationships with people in general, because it's not just about being blacks and a black man in politics. It's about being a man who happens to be black in politics. How has that impacted your relationships?
3: Hmm. Well, Ms. B, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's, it's hard work. Um when you really, really care about what's going on in Petersburg. It's it, it takes a lot out of your head, but you still have to make a living. And, you know, you have to find ways to make a living. A lot of people find it easy to discard you because you're on city council than they do. And the majority do love you. Now, I'm gonna tell you, this is my fourth term but I have to tell you that when I run and run again, it gets better and better. So I must be doing something right for the people that support me. And so I try to do all that I can to support them, but it's not an easy job. And you know, you find yourself, you know, um, intertwined with, you know, other people's lives where there are hardships and there are misunderstandings and you know some folks are not as fortunate as others and there are always issues in which you carry upon your shoulders because some you can help and some you cannot and it just becomes hurtful sometimes when you can't help everybody but I try to help the majority of folks that do reach out to me and, and, and I have to say it brings me more joy to be helpful to people then it's not to be helpful and um, I guess that's why I get all of those phone calls and so I try to I try to uh, commit myself to meeting the challenges that they can't meet and particularly when we're talking about homelessness or people who are being evicted um, I'm always that advocate and I am the main advocate basically for affordable housing along with the mayor uh, Mayor Sam Parram I'm going to tell you he is my right hand I've been his right hand when we talk about Affordable housing for our constituency here in Petersburg. You know, we get things sometime about all, all that we do um, to try to make um, it economically feasible for the people here in Petersburg. But you know, sometimes other folks takes it out, take it out of context. Um, but you know, being involved um, and being a catalyst, you know, to help people here is that's my politics side. But it's also my Personal side as well, and so where some folks say I have conflicts of interest, I don't see where a conflict of interest enters into the picture. When actually, what you're really doing is you're 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 voted in to help people in your ward anyway. So uh, you know whatever conflicts there, I don't get financial gain or anything of that nature. But even people just create conflicts where they're not necessary. If I can open the door for somebody, yes. I will open that door.
0: That's what it's about. You know, um, I have to say, I've personally seen how you work for people who have issues. And again, for me, regardless of what position of authority or leadership you're in, you're not going to please everybody. And everybody is not meant to be your supporter or your friend. And, And so... Um where you are now where where you are now in your fourth leg of this journey, what would you like to see accomplished in these last four years? What main purpose do you think you want to serve while on council?
3: Um well I guess the work that we started and continue to revitalize our neighborhoods. Um, create better financial and wealth opportunities for the people that live here. Um, those are kind of my main stays, affordable housing, of course. But my main is so that people can live and raise their children in a decent environment, and that's what it's all about. I mean, particularly we're in the food desert, you know, we're working towards a grocery store. Um, I'd like to see more of, as I'm hopefully creating this commission for the arts, uh, more artists come into town and start building up a real fun kind of environment, performing arts, particularly for our young girls, young boys and young girls, you know, is to create a dance school or a ballet school or something, anything that would be entertained that would help them to to, uh, evolve, you know, in the arts as well as how that trickles down into your basic education as well and creating, you know, building up your cognitive skills as well. So a lot... Those are the kinds of things that I think that I believe that helping folks to be well-rounded and to at least get out of Petersburg and go out and visit and see how other communities are so that you can come back and involve yourself in your own neighborhood and help build your neighborhood. So really rebuilding uh, Petersburg and its neighborhoods and its family structure, I think is most important for me for these next four years. Uh,
0: coming up. Uh, I'm excited to know that I have the opportunity to turn this into a podcast because this video is just not <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties but I know the audio is um, is acceptable so this will be turned into a podcast as we move into um, what you just said about the community and what would you like to see happen on this last four years a lot of people are concerned about attracting businesses to the community. And one of the things that we all know, whether in real estate or just a neighbor, that schools play a big part in attracting businesses as well as residents. Is there anything that you can clarify when it comes to the future of new schools in the Petersburg area?
3: Jobs. I mean, there are. I mean, there are hundreds and thousands of jobs in the area, and I think one of our most important uh, 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 new developments has been the pharmaceutical cluster um, here in Petersburg, where young folks can graduate from high school, um, they can get certification. Even in high school, uh, you can get a certification um, in the community colleges and start a job at either Flow or Ampac or Civica, they making up to $60,000 a year just out of high school. So opportunities are really available, coming available um, through these certification programs um, through the brand. which used to be John Tyler Um, and you know we've got Amazon here and several other organizations they don't necessarily are in Petersburg but they are available within the area Um, I think that the future of Petersburg is bright um, and uh, when we get to the educational system I really don't want to comment on it too much because I have have some difficulties and I will throw anybody under the bus, but I think that at some point we will be getting there very soon and we have to. But I think the opportunities for our young folks um, are there and accessible. Um, I just think that uh, we need to uh, look towards um, opportunities and and create better opportunities um, along the way. I don't think that there's a shortage of businesses coming to Petersburg. Um, we're looking, hopefully, now at this $1.4 billion economic development um, be built over on uh, Wagner Road, but that is in the hands of our General Assembly at this point, and hopefully we will have some response for a referendum maybe within the next two weeks if we're able to do that. But that is a huge, huge transformation for Petersburg. If we're able to get this one
0: point four billion dollar opportunity. Absolutely. Please, I'm I'm loving I'm loving what I'm hearing. You know, when the MBL was down there and they had panel, um I was able to attend and I plan to post a few um snippets of that event moving forward because knowledge is powerful. Um but if you're not aware that the knowledge is available then you don't have any power what i'm getting at is um as far as the citizens are concerned we have elected nominated trusted put people on city council that they believe are going to have their best interests as sitting back um after four years of this and that. What do you think the city council can improve on in the future?
3: Um, I have to say that the council has been criticized for many, many things that may not have benefited those who want to be benefited in a way that they should not have been benefited. But I, I'm going to say that I believe that this particular council um, has been engaged.
2: Um, they do like each other, hate each other. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and, and we do,
3: we have our challenges, we have our debates, um, but we all agree pretty much on the same thing. What is the benefit for? Petersburg. And I think that, you know, the misconception is that um, we're not transparent. We are not telling folks what's going on. That's untrue. Um, the bargaining table has to be what, and I have to explain what is closed session. And the, these negotiations are for the benefit of the city. And you cannot publicly, you know, it's establish other inquiries when you're trying to negotiate the best and the greatest opportunity for this. You can't do that publicly. And so but we but they do become public when the time is available. So I think the most the misconception is that we're not transparent. There's nothing hidden in the dark at all. I mean if you look where we have come from you know, we took on a burden of financial burden beyond financial burdens. We're $25 million in a hole. And at this particular point now, we are $40 million in the plus. So we have a fund balance up to about $40 million at this point, And looking at how we can utilize but preserve our fund balance so that we can continue to grow to City of Petersburg. But, you know, I... Those, those are some of the things that, you know, I hear and my colleagues hear. Um, it's just this transparency thing. keep continue to move on, you know, and uh, it's, it's just uncalled for some time, And it's unfortunate because to me, while folks are swirling around on Facebook, running down the city, that's what they're doing. They're running down the city that they live in. And I can't understand it. You know, those are the things I don't understand. I, I, I block all of that mess off from my Facebook page. I'm not interested in it. But when you destroy the sanctity in which you live, you're as bad as the person that you believe that they are. That's that's I'm sorry, I can say that.
0: No, that's what this interview is about. It's not just about politics, um, community involvement, um, taking pride. Um, let's move into, I noticed that you all have allowed the uh, residents to comment to be moved up on the schedule. I think instead of being last, they're now number four, five, six, or something. Um, yeah. Is that, am I misquoting? Has that happened? You no, know, that did happen. That I did happen. Well, that's good. So that means they don't have to send the- the whole meeting to voice their opinion. They're giving an opportunity to to come forward with their concerns a little bit sooner. Now, let me just ask you this as a citizen. um, I know you've been um, involved in the council for a long time, but just as a citizen, what would you like to see happen among the residents in support of city council? And like you said, they're bashing the city leadership And I can understand that they have concerns, but what else can they do themselves to make things better?
3: Uh, I guess reserve some of their comments about, you know, um, the pitfalls of Petersburg and be more positive about what Petersburg may have to offer. What a lot of folks don't really understand is how historic the city of Petersburg is. And so you need to start volunteering and focusing on what is Petersburg and not what you think Petersburg is sitting behind a a computer screen. Petersburg has a tremendous amount of history that needs to be told. We need folks to stand around and sit around and talk about how do we increase, you know, um, the marketability of Petersburg rather than running it down about who got hit, who did this and who did that and who stole this and who did that. But basically, really, to be honest, if you go anywhere else in this world, the civil rights movement has nothing to do with Petersburg, which is untrue. This is where it started. This is where it started, but you don't hear many, many people Rushing and rushing out of there to say this is where it started, not in Selma, not in Atlanta, not here and there, although you had the same issues, but this is where the control room was in Petersburg. And so, not only that, the oldest churches in the United States, the oldest freed black slave landmass in the United States, all of those things, not just African American history, but all people. History right here in Petersburg, trailways, uh, Brown and Williams, all of those things that are positive to Petersburg needs to be uh manifested and 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 and, and talked about, not what you think somebody did or because somebody bought a new car oh, the city paid for it. No, the city can't pay for my car, not not it's $6,500 a year. They really think. Well, they, I'm not going to say they, I'm going to say people really come up to the mayor and I and say, well, you're making $85,000 a year. No, we're not. We make $6,500. I said $6,500 a year. And I still have to represent. And I've got to maintain my household. And I can't do that on $6,500 a year, nor can the mayor or anybody on city council. And, And our time here, what you need to understand is that we are humans just like everyone else. And so I'm not pleading for anyone to treat me in it differently. I'm just saying that, you know, you have to believe in who you've elected to represent you and believe. And if they don't represent you, then the next time it comes up, you vote them out.
0: (laughs) Well, I would like to... Congratulate you because again, regardless of the naysayers and the ups and downs, you could not have been elected for a fourth four-year term if you were a bad butt. So you have you have integrity. No, No, you are just as (laughs) humble as you can be. Before we move into another subject, I would just like to um, segue into something. My daughter um, is recovering from a medical condition and one of the things she wanted to do was to get reacclimated to the area, and she asked me to recently take her down to Pocahontas Island, and um, she made a post, and she was concerned because, um, I'm not going to say it's neglected, but it has not been preserved, and we found through um, a lot of correspondence that there is one gentleman who has been designated as the mayor of Pocahontas, but he appears to be the one in charge of the holdings on Pocahontas, which is an amazing legacy. And um, as a person, not a councilman, you mentioned the legacy of the history of not just blacks, but the native Indians and a lot of things happen. And right here on Pocahontas Island, um, is there anything that we can do as a society, not just in Petersburg, to help Mr. Stewart to preserve it? Because even though it's clean and neat, it is sad to see it just sitting there and wasting away.
3: Well, I have to tell you that, um, and the mayor will tell you, and we have said it several times, I have been working with Wayne Crocker, who is our head librarian, for us to move forward in creating in the old McKinney Library, an African American museum, and so we, so Wayne Crocker has put together a, uh, he's put together a consortium of individuals um, to work towards that. We've done a feasibility study on that. Um, at some point, where we'll be raising money um, to support an African American museum there, and hopefully we can start archiving a lot of those things that mr stewart has and anyone else has throughout the community um in a safe place where it can be sustained um so a a climatic uh facility where things don't you know uh... you still there miss b yes uh Uh,
0: you said a climatic and you you went
3: uh, (laughs) uh, 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 uh a climate-controlled, climatic-controlled area where these things can be housed um, to stop any deterioration um, um, from uh, most of these archival uh, pieces of history. And so that's where we are at this particular point. uh, I'll be meeting with Wayne again here soon to talk about moving forward um, and where we are. And uh, we certainly... uh, I'm looking forward to an African American museum here, a Black History Museum here in Petersburg at some point.
0: I'm looking forward to that.
3: To support us and help raise funds to help that to happen, yes.
0: Absolutely. That's exactly why I brought it up because um, even though the video college is not the way I want it, but I am a global um, podcaster and this message is to. Um, be spread. And so it's not just local to Virginia, but anybody who's interested in um, the Underground Railroad. I mean, there are people who actually have their own handwriting on some of the buildings. And it's just, you know, it's unfortunate that it has not been recognized or allowed to be recognized and preserved. But that being said, moving into the last topic is not just politics. Um every area is is facing crime and i'm really saying this not to be funny but yes petersburg has it on but you know if you just talk about hopewell, everybody is going through something okay so i'm not saying oh petersburg is just crazy everything is crazy but i would like to offer you this opportunity to, to voice your concerns about the crime in petersburg and what you think we as citizens or if the city council has anything on on the table to address it? Uh, well, Miss B, the crime
3: is a very sensitive subject. Um, I guess um, with respect to me, uh, we have a police chief and a police force um, there to protect us, but it really takes the neighborhood and its citizens to protect us all because you cannot allow and watch something to happen and then not either mediate or or confess that, that these things are happening um, within the confines of your neighborhood. You have to report what's going on. I don't care if it's your son, your daughter, your mama, your brother, your cousin, anybody that perpetuates such a situation that may come to possibly egregiously affect your own life. Um, you know, you're really hurting yourself by not uh reporting these incidences these may be people that you can help that may have some form of mental uh issues that are going on where they can get some kind of counseling before it escalates to a degree of crime and those kinds of things and even you know i think you know the right to bear arms you know i believe there's a right to bear arms, but i don't believe there's a right to hurt individuals it's for the protection of yourself and that's what it is designed for but you know going out here to carelessly killing and shooting folks and innocent people getting in the crossfire of those of of these actions you know really are unconscionable but um we try to do what we can on the council side by funding the police department and providing them with the leverage that they need and all the arsenal they need um to do their work um we also have right now since we're in the partnership of petersburg and even before the partnership of petersburg started you know that the chief has engaged the state police um to be here to help us to divert you know some of those issues that have been going on in petersburg and it really has been quiet here for a little while and more focus has been over in other areas um but but these things do travel it depends on the situations of the. Matter, but I do say that it is the most important for not to say that you're a snitch. That's not the real deal. The, the real deal is to talk about how do you affect your community by letting folks know that these situations are going on um, and we need to find a way to eliminate them. Because ultimately, they not only affect your life, but they affect lives of others as well um, so so basically that's it like I said it's a very sensitive subject everybody has a difference of opinion when it comes to crime you know you want to blame low income you want to blame all this and that but it doesn't matter what income you are you got rich people killing each other for their own ill gotten gain for money for family inheritance and all of those kinds of things so those kinds of lives and go on in any aspect of the world that you don't know of. And so, basically, it's not just folks who are impoverished. It's everyone in any walks of life. Um, And there may be mental health issues that are there. You know, that may be a factor.
0: Absolutely. I am am honored that you have taken this time to spend um, a few minutes to talk about the things that I feel are of interest to your listeners. Um, Before we leave, would you like to address any topic and speak directly to your listeners or viewers, either as a man in politics, either as a councilman uh, or just a resident of Petersburg? Just take a few minutes to just... I know you're a man of few words, but I'm giving you an opportunity.
3: I am, Lord. I, all I ask, or all I would like to see, is for parents to take the time, even though you work, twelve hours a day, fifteen hours a day. Oh yes, I had to do that back in the day. I worked fifteen hours, twenty hours sometimes back in the day, when I was much younger. Of course, I can't do. I can do it now, but it, it just doesn't resonate well with my body. But. Spend time with your children. Get to know your children. Sit down and have dinner with your children. If you don't know how to cook, call me. i about to teach you how to cook. But sit down and cook with your children. Share your times, your good times. Not always the negative side of what your life is about, but let your kids realize that there's something always better than what they may see or observe in somebody else's uh, area. I think that, you know, we need to bring up a new society, and we can't just spit out what it is we've experienced now here and there, but to provide some form of, of, of goodness, you know, and and and, and 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 caring and sharing more throughout your community and your neighborhood. I mean, you know, if a child is, is failing in school, you know, there are, there is help. You can find someone to train them, teach them, you know, tutor them. Um to try to get them back on track, but as I say, we need to start looking at how, what other opportunity advantages that we can provide, you know, for our young people to to, to grow into good citizens, and 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 we need a good workforce um, because there's a lot coming forward in the future. But if we're not teaching that at home, you know, as my parents say, well, you know, you you're not gonna learn that. At the streets and so what you learn in the streets really doesn't help you much when it comes to filling out a job application or maintaining yourself in your job because you can't carry your attitude to work
0: you can't because you're there to produce you can't carry your attitude to work with that being said everybody you heard it from howard myers himself you can't carry your attitude to work that's a quote you can bank on all right everybody thank you so much howard W. Howard Myers is my friend. I really appreciate thank you taking you. the time and um, sharing your views, your concerns, the listening audience. And, again, I have him on phone, as you can see. Um, but, again, thank you so much, Howard. I'm going to let you go, and we're going to call it. And you're welcome to come back at any time, okay, Howard? I appreciate it. and Thank you all
3: for having me on here. Eugene, nice to meet you. Um you. <laughs>
0: I appreciate everything. All right, baby. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: All right, Gene. It's you and me. You good? Yeah, I, I am. I am. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
0: Listen, I really, uh, everything is going wrong today. This video, everything going wrong. But that's all right. We got the audio. Nobody needs to know that part. Before we leave, um, I know I put you on the spot at the beginning. We were handling issues but I would like for you to tell them a little about the event that you all have coming up. I see you keep adding more performers to it, so take a few minutes to just tell them about the event.
2: Yes, uh, we have a Still Our Rising event is to raise raise awareness awareness of of domestic violence violence against 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 men. The event continues continues to grow. grow. Yes, Yes. my wife wife continues continues to grow grow it. it. Uh, Uh It is it's April 21st, 21st 2023 McKinney we'll Texas, Texas talk- talk- event, event center, and there, there will be, will be, be balcony, balcony wine caters, caters. it's it's, it's-
0: Well, you know, I've already put myself in a position to say, I'm there. I'm in Virginia, you're in Texas. And I just said, Lord, you got to make this happen for me. But that being said, I'm excited again. I thank you so much for being um, patient every Sunday, uh, sitting through. Sometimes you have more participation than others, but I really appreciate you being there and creating the music for both Brunch with Miss B. And um, well, you know, I I really don't like to cross promote, but I'm just going to say i do have another show on the priest word network um positively miss b your spiritual realist every friday morning at 9 a.m he created the music for that also Jean, i just want to tell you that i i've been given the opportunity to create a few more shows um but what i'm going to do is this i'm going to use the music from this and 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 just take some of it i want to keep the same music but add to different shows unless of course you want to volunteer to do something else but right now i'm just going to break it up in, in 30 minute increments different parts of it to see um if i can do that but i have a couple of more shows coming up um next month one is the teen enrichment program and another one is um uh faith and finances with a real estate agent so i have two more coming up and we're just going to see if we can be um, consistent with the music. But, again, thanks, everybody. We apologize for the video interruptions. The audio was excellent, but, um, you know, it is technology. So that being said, this is Miss B, Positively Miss B. You can find me around 1 o'clock every Sunday with an episode of Brunch with Miss B uh, right here on, on my Facebook pages and also on the Flow Network. I don't think it went live today, but I can go back and, and post but i am on the flow network with stephanie stalworth right out there in atlanta georgia so i'm excited about that opportunity and i take Jean with me everywhere i go all right everybody this must be positively must B. again i apologize for the technical problems but I, we did show up right Jean? all right, <laughs> all right everybody see you next week bye-bye